0: Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. I'm Anthony Buzzard, inviting you again to search the Scriptures with us as we continue to investigate Jesus and Paul's favorite topic, the Gospel about the Kingdom of God. We were talking in our last program about the need to understand Jesus in his own Jewish context. Now, this might seem strange to some. Some have even thought that the teachings of Jesus are quite unimportant to a Christian, They think that all that counts is that we believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead. In other words, they believe that what really matters is that we understand what happened to Jesus. They think that's the only really vital issue in salvation. What happened to Jesus, namely his death and resurrection, is indeed the heart and center of what they think really counts and what Jesus did and said and taught before his death seems to play almost no role in their thinking. Nothing, my friends, could be further from the truth that Jesus' teachings are unimportant. It's a major mistake, and a very misleading one, to suppose that what Jesus taught in his three-and-a-half-year ministry is of minor importance to us as Christians in terms of salvation. I've even heard it said recently that Jesus came to do three days' work, to die and to be buried, and rise again. Now that's a considerable misunderstanding of the Bible. Jesus said no such thing, nor did any Bible writer. In fact, Jesus said something quite different. He said that he came to proclaim the gospel. You'll read that in a verse which I hope you'll keep in mind and teach to your children. Luke 4 verse 43 contains one of the most illuminating things Jesus ever said. He said the purpose for which God commissioned me was to preach the gospel, the gospel about the kingdom of God, Luke 4, verse 43. You see, Jesus was very concerned with God's plan and purpose for the world, summed up in the well-known phrase, the kingdom of God. Jesus did not at first call attention to himself, rather he directed attention to God's affairs. This is a most important point. He spoke of the kingdom of God, and later on of his own role in that kingdom. Do you remember how at the age of 12 the young jesus was temporarily lost when his parents returned from celebrating the festival of the passover in jerusalem they were looking for jesus in the caravan of family and friends as they were returning home to galilee when they found the 12 year old jesus and asked him why he'd failed to be with them as they returned home he said this i must be about my father's business i must be paying attention to my father's agenda what a fine example for all of us It was to God's program that Jesus had dedicated himself, even at the tender age of twelve years old. Now, he certainly knew that his ministry would end in death, but there was much more to be done before that. Do you realize that Jesus was a teacher, a rabbi, and that he commended his followers for calling him teacher and Lord? John 13, verse 13. We often hear preachers say that we are to accept Jesus as Lord, But when did you last hear someone say that they also want to accept Jesus as their teacher? Well, Jesus said it right there. He said, you do well to call me teacher and Lord. John 13, verse 13. One of the most misleading ideas which seems to have crept in among some Christians is that the teachings of Jesus are of minimal importance for our salvation. And by salvation, I mean, of course, our ultimate rescue from death, which will happen finally when Jesus comes back. Now, Jesus contradicts that idea flat, the idea that his teachings are really unimportant compared with his death for our sins. Treat yourself sometime to a reading of the whole gospel of John at one sitting. And have this question in mind. How important are the words and word and teachings of Jesus according to John's gospel? You will find that Jesus makes our whole success as Christians depend on our understanding of and our obedience to the teaching of of the historical messiah those teachings were absolutely not just given to some jews in the first century they were meant for all of us throughout the age until christ returns we don't need a detailed theological training to grasp this elementary fact jesus you'll remember gave his marching orders to the church in his famous great commission at the end of matthew 28 there he ordered the apostles to take to the whole wide world to all the nations jews and gentiles alike the very same teachings that he, Jesus, had taught the apostles, everything he'd taught. They were to be baptizing people after proclaiming to them the very same gospel of the kingdom by which Jesus had actually attracted the apostles to himself in the first place. So Jesus' own circle of friends, his chosen and trained disciples and apostles, were trained precisely on the basis of the gospel about the kingdom. To say that there's very little reference to the teachings of Jesus in the rest of the New Testament can be most misleading. First of all, Jesus is the one we're to listen to. That means that the documents that preserve his own words and teachings, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, should be the center of our study. May I let you in on a secret? There's an alarming neglect of Matthew, Mark, and Luke in contemporary preaching. We're hearing much from the letters of Paul, but rather little from the words of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John check this out. See if this isn't a fact of much modern preaching. I suggest that the words of Jesus are being neglected. Oh, You may hear bits and pieces from the parables of Jesus, but how about a solid exposition of the beginning of Jesus' teaching, his gospel message about the kingdom? What did Jesus mean when he summoned the public, as he summons you and me today, to repent and believe in the gospel about the kingdom? Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. That's where all serious discipleship of Jesus should begin. Someone recently said that Christianity centers not in the teachings of Jesus, but in the person of Jesus who came to die in our place. Is that really true, or is it a subtle way of diverting you away from the words and gospel message of Jesus himself? Did Jesus really come only to die, to be buried and rise again? Is it true that half of the gospel is the death of Jesus, and the other half is his resurrection? If that sounds like an appealing idea, we invite you to check it out against the standard of the Bible. Remember that the good Bereans in Acts 17 verse 11 verified everything carefully in their Bibles by studying the Scriptures on a daily basis. We should all follow that fine example. We owe it to ourselves and to our families to test different ideas and hold on to the true ones and reject the others. So, what about this idea that only the death and resurrection of Jesus really count, and that his teachings really don't matter so much for us? Consider what Paul said in 1 Timothy 6, verse 3. Some 40 years after the ministry of Jesus on earth had been completed, Paul says here to his young convert, Timothy, teach and exhort people with these matters. If anyone teaches something different and does not assent to or agree with the sound healthy words that's to say the words of our lord jesus christ he is blind and ignorant first timothy 6 verse 3 paul is pretty strong here he has little patience apparently with anyone who would be daring enough to suggest that the teaching of jesus is unimportant it's exciting to me to find how beautifully united the apostles were on this matter john the apostle the great exponent of love was exceedingly intolerant of any teacher of religion who did not promote in first place, the teachings of the Christ, Jesus. Look in Second John, the second epistle of John, towards the end of the New Testament, and verse 7. He warned that many deceivers had gone out preaching. Those were people who were unwilling to acknowledge the human Jesus, he said. Jesus come in the flesh, as some of our versions render it rather vaguely. That means the human historical Jesus. That's to say, Jesus as he came as a historical figure in Palestine. Then John said this, anyone who goes ahead and does not remain in the teachings of the Messiah does not have a relationship with God, that is, cannot claim really to be a genuine exponent of the faith. Anyone who goes ahead, it sounds like progress, no doubt the idea was offered under the umbrella of the idea of progress, exciting progress, but it was going beyond the teachings of Jesus and John warned us against that tendency. Did you notice that the criterion of genuineness here was precisely whether someone brings the teachings of the Messiah or the Christ? Now, that's a good simple idea to get hold of. We're to measure what we hear by whether it's in line with the teachings of the Messiah, 2 John, verses 7 to 9. And to find those teachings of the Messiah, we naturally should be giving ourselves wholeheartedly to the study of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there we have a concentrated exposure to the teachings of the Messiah, which John said was so vitally important. You'll find in John's gospel that he often reports Jesus as saying exactly the same thing. How about that wonderful saying of Jesus about the blessings of those who have absorbed the teachings of Jesus? You are clean, Jesus said, through the message I spoke to you, John 15 verse 3. And that, of course, was the message of the historical Jesus, as we find it described in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It was the message about the gospel of the kingdom and everything that that implies. And in verse 7 of John 15, Jesus said these remarkable words, If you remain in my teachings, and my teachings remain in you, you will ask what you will, and it will be done for you. Now, some people wonder why God doesn't answer their prayers very often. Here's a possible solution that I recommend. We have not perhaps remained in the teachings of Jesus. And that's the reason we're not having our prayers answered as we should. Perhaps we've been led to believe that the teachings of Jesus really don't matter as long as we just believe that Jesus died for our sins and rose again. But you see, that's only part of the Christian faith, belief in the death and resurrection of Jesus. The foundation of our faith must be the words, gospel and teachings of Jesus. That's what Paul also said. In that verse we've just been looking at, in First Timothy 6 and verse 3, sound words of the faith, the holy teachings, are precisely those teachings that come from Jesus directly. In 2 John verse 9, we find that those who are going beyond, in the name of progress, that are going beyond the teachings of Jesus, are the deceivers against whom he was warning. We started by pointing out that Jesus must be understood in his own Jewish context. We've been talking about the teachings of Jesus, viewing him, if you like, as a rabbi. Now, Gentiles particularly easily lose track of that simple fact that in Jesus' ministry, he presented himself as a rabbi. We sometimes, as Gentiles, rather want to think of him only as a savior, but he's a teacher and a lord, and it's the teachings of the Messiah. Incidentally, a very Jewish title. It's the teachings of the Messiah, which are crucial, according to 2 John, verse 9. We're running out of time today. We invite you to check our findings carefully in the Bible. Write to us for the free book we offer at the end of the program. Look up the verses we've been referring to in their context and feel the force of them from the text of Scripture itself. You can involve yourself in a fascinating Bible study by simply asking the question, What did Jesus preach as his gospel? Begin with Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. And then look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And again, Matthew 9, verse 35, and Matthew 24, verse 14. You'll find here that Matthew, when he spoke of the gospel, always describes it as the gospel about the kingdom of God. And in the parable of the sower, in Matthew 13, and verse 19, you see that Jesus said that it's essential for the gospel of the kingdom, the message of the kingdom, to lodge in your heart in order that you can begin to bear fruit. We remind you to request from us our free book on the kingdom of God, which we offer at the end of this program. Use the telephone number given at the end of the program to request this free book. Meanwhile, join us again as we continue with our investigation of Jesus' favorite topic, the gospel about the kingdom of God.